0: Where's the evidence? That's what the Democrats and the media, I know that's the same thing, but that's what they keep asking. But I've seen tweets from both Brett Baer and Britt Hume of Fox News asking the Republicans the same question. The Trump campaign, including the president himself, actually, uh, has been out there screaming about election fraud, but they, they haven't given enough people enough evidence to be taken seriously yet, apparently. A week ago, Monday, I had a guy on here who is uh, an expert in cybersecurity. He had what I thought was plenty of evidence of massive fraud in this election, uh, something he's been working on for two years, and he will be coming up uh, here on the show after the break to give us an update on that. I thought it was a good idea to bring him back. Meanwhile, speaking of Fox News, uh, they're taking a hit in the ratings, mostly because of the election coverage. Uh, Newsmax and One American News have been picking up viewers. Twitter is uh, full of people out there saying that they've quit Fox uh, and haven't watched since election night, and they say they never plan to watch again. My go to guy on the media is Jeff McCall of DePaul University. He's going to be here in the second half hour to talk about Fox's future and whether Fox deserves to be losing loyal listeners. He wrote a column about that for The Hill. And, uh, when I do get time, I'm also going to talk about the unbelievable stupid, uh, stupidity of, uh, your Aunt Rachel who decreed yesterday that athletes have to wear masks while competing until further notice. That stupidity comes at the same time as a study done in Denmark on masks that says that they're useless. Also, a few days ago, the head doctor for the NFL said that there is not one case, not one case on the planet that he's aware of. He checked with leagues all over the world. Not one case on the planet of any person contracting COVID-19 while participating in a sport. Now, keep that in mind. And they want athletes to wear masks, kids playing basketball and hockey, wearing masks. Are you ready for that? And, of course, there's plenty of evidence that wearing a mask while exercising strenuously is a really bad idea. Uh, In fact, that's what the uh, the CDC advises against it. But the same people who said it would be too dangerous for kids to participate in fall sports and were proven to be as wrong as it's possible to be wrong they're now out there uh, spewing more advice and of course putting more restrictions in place on more people unfortunately uh way too many sheep out here right now and they're all going to obey and uh, they'll they'll be doing it they'll be wearing masks but when we come back we will answer the question where is the evidence of massive voter fraud stick around By now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium My Pillow for 29.98, originally 69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever 29.98 for a standard queen premium but Mike is extending his 60-day money back guarantee to March 1st 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG.
1: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to 7 gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com.
0: So pay. Paying- outrageous premiums for your health insurance or maybe you settled with a ministry plan some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need this is john stagerwald from my friends at marley financial and every agency offers the same stuff well except marley financial marley financial now offers a unique aca clone that looks feels and most importantly acts just like a blue cross plan in fact it's even better You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at
2: MarleyFG.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We our United Faith Mortgage.
3: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Rome, Middle New York. Licensed mortgage banker. Roll licensing information. Good. Animalist Consumer or Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. On AM 1250.
0: The answer. Where's the evidence? Yep, that's what I keep hearing in response to the Republicans' claim that there was massive fraud in the election. It comes from the Democrats, obviously, and from most of the media. I know the same thing. But also uh, the Wall Street Journal and Fox News have been saying the same thing, asking the same question. Ross Ramsland is the founder of Allied Security Operations. We had him on the show a week ago, Monday. And he sure seemed to have lots of evidence. He was nice enough to come back on. Ross, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this again so uh, shortly after your last appearance. Thanks a lot.
4: Well, you're welcome, John, and I appreciate it very much. As you can imagine, we've been pretty busy. I just got back from D.C. where we've been working on a lot of these things, uh, particularly in Michigan right now. And now we're going to be moving into some of the other areas uh, of the country. Uh, but the uh, the evidence is very, very solid. Uh, and the government is absolutely asleep. I was amused to see that the ex head of CISA, Krebs, that just got fired last week, uh, announced that uh, this was the safest and best uh, election ever. And none of it's connected to the internet. And if you open Dominion's manual, the very first thing is connect the system to the internet. So what do you say? You know?
0: Yeah. So, so what do you think when you hear a read that the Republicans have no evidence? That's what everybody is saying. Uh, and, I, and as I said, it's, it's, pure, uh, it's purely Fox popular. included.
4: Uh, we, no, it's purely propaganda. There's a plethora of evidence everywhere. Look, in Michigan alone, we've, we've run some of those analytics. There are over 3,000 precincts and townships where uh, the vote turnout is 100% all the way up to 320. Percent. There is nobody that has 100% turnout. So right away, you know something's wrong. You begin to dig into this, you normalize that, and you find out there's somewhere between four and 500,000 too many votes in the system. Um, you go and you look at the votes themselves and some of the raw data from Bernie Sanders. It's listed with decimal points. How does a vote have a decimal point? I mean, when I vote, it's one vote. I guess
2: Mm -hmm.
4: someone else votes, it's 1.32. But what that's telling you is that the algorithms that, that Dominion's own manual will tell you about are being used to allocate the votes according to the algorithm that is loaded in the Dominion system. You know that just looking at the raw data. So we can do this kind of stuff all day long and are. And now I think we're going to see some serious lawsuits come out of this. Uh, Because I think some of the early lawsuits, quite frankly, um, they didn't have cyber teams on board. And um, it was pretty much fluff. And I get that. And I can understand that. But you're you're about to enter a period when it's going to get much more serious.
0: Yeah. So so has the Trump campaign seen all of your evidence? And are they being kept up updated on what you're finding?
4: Yeah. So, uh, well, parts of them are, we're working with parts of them now. And uh, as I say, we've been up there for five days, pulling 20 hour days. I've still got a, a team up there of three guys still on the ground. I got back late last night and a couple of the other guys did. <clears throat> That's why I'm a little hoarse here today. But mm-hmm. um, yes, they, they are being kept a prize and they are, putting uh, things together as we speak. In fact, I've done that, I've done that in Michigan. And um, so, yeah, they're beginning to move it along now, and people are going to see things now. The media so, may insist that there's nothing there, but that's simply because that's what the media wants. It's not founded in truth.
0: So uh, I and because I spoke with you last week and I've seen your the video uh, which uh, explains this much better than you can do on the radio because you can see the numbers changing right there on the TV. Um, yep. uh, because of that, my, my my response to them saying that there is no evidence is that they is wait because they obviously haven't been delving into what you are putting out there and and the Republicans are they haven't presented it yet, correct? I mean, whatever stuff you're working with them on, they haven't taken it to a judge yet. And so there is no evidence for anybody to see yet, unless they've really gone after what you're doing.
4: The serious evidence-based lawsuits are only now getting put together and being pulled together. I think they'll file in Michigan here pretty soon. And we'll be looking at Virginia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, you know, Georgia. The the usual suspects that are in the headlines every day will start moving to those as well.
0: Now, uh, we only have a few minutes here because I know you can't stay with us for the whole segment, but uh, we can't really do it justice in the time that we have. But, but what is the most uh, damning and most obvious evidence that you have, do you think, that will jump out well, at people? And-
4: Well, one thing that'll jump out at people is when you get these huge vote dumps in and you see these massive numbers of uh, ballots that are processed. And then you go back and you carefully calibrate how long it took to process those votes, and you'll find out there wasn't enough equipment to have actually been able to do that.
0: And, and that's the that's that's going to show out that's going to a judge is going to be able to see that easily and say something's going on here
4: I think a judge will be able to see that the equipment at a location could produce twenty thousand ballots in a thirty minute interval and yet somehow or another they managed to produce eighty thousand ballots and the judge is going to go wait a minute that's clearly physically impossible. We now need to have a longer discussion
0: now uh, we're talking to to uh, russ ramsland founder of allied security operations uh here in pennsylvania russ uh we have um supreme court justices who are uh elected and five of the seven are democrats how strong is the evidence going to have to be to overcome that and is it strong
4: (laughs) uh some of those guys you may not be able to overcome it at all it's uh it's got pretty partisan in those areas that's that's going to be Yeah, you're going to have to have more than just a huge preponderance of evidence. I don't, I don't anticipate a particularly level playing field. And the truth of the matter is, I think justices in general are very loath to feel like they disenfranchised anyone by disqualifying their votes. But Mm -hmm. the evidence is overwhelming. It is very clear. It's very obvious. It's provable, and we have pretty good ways of tracking exactly how these things got changed and they got changed a whole number of different ways so uh <clears throat> i think we will be successful in some areas you know to some extent it will depend on the judge himself as to how successful
0: you we are well has anybody successfully disproved any of it yet that you know of nope
4: Nothing. I, I haven't seen anyone who's been able to disprove anything that we have presented
0: have they tried uh,
4: i haven't even seen anybody particularly try to uh, disprove what what we have presented they've they've uh, you know i 've seen the Benford analysis and all that and maybe it 's off in these esoteric arguments you don't need to be that esoteric it 's not that difficult. this is kind of debits and credits and uh so we we haven't seen anyone try to shoot down any of the things that we had presented yet
0: so i i wouldn't do this but uh, because uh, I just wouldn't do it but if someone would say to me, "Where's the evidence?" uh I could sh- I could give them your phone number and you'd answer that question for them. I'm not going to do that obviously. i am just going to call Russ and you would be yeah, able to tell I, them. I'm anybody who's asking that question. I am yeah. you not I'm busy organizing teams and yeah.
4: writing after David's right
0: now. Yeah, no, I won't do that, no. <laughs> but but that no, I mean yeah. you and, and you can prove that. it to anybody who asks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And would the Republicans be smart to hold off on presenting this uh, until they have it all together in a nice, easy-to-follow package for a judge?
4: Well, that is what you have to do. You have to figure out how to take uh, some fairly uh, difficult concepts um, in, in the cyber world and learn how to translate it into simple, straightforward explanations where the average layman and judge can, can understand it and clearly see what it
2: is.
0: And a couple things real quick here. Um, you're still turning over more evidence. Are you finding new evidence now, or are you just going about the business of compiling the evidence you already had? It's both. Both? It's both.
4: Yeah, we're having to add to our cyber team because there is so much evidence out there, and you've got to gather it, you've got to sift through it, and then you've got to hand it over to the data analyst to start putting together all the, uh, the data correlations and things like that.
0: And Sidney Powell said, "There's evidence. It's like it's like coming through a fire hose. Does that, uh, is that an exaggeration, or would you buy that?"
4: I'd say it's a large fire hose.
0: <laughs> so this is this, so this is why I had you on, Ross, because I I mean I had you on a week and a half ago, and you told me all this stuff, and I keep hearing there's no evidence. So for people who are listening right now, who who keep seeing that question or hearing that question being asked. And aren't satisfied with the answer because the Republicans aren't really uh, aren't really maybe showing their cards yet. You you should your answer would be, wait, I got it. Just hold on. Yep. That's a quick, short answer. Hey, (laughs) and a good one. Hey, Russ, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, where, where can people go to quickly find this? What's the best place to go to to see what you're doing here? Maybe see the video
4: um i don't know about that but you know what i would do if i were people i would go to a site i noticed the other day called every dot com. it's very interesting you can go and select your state and see what the vote is with and without fraud on it it's it's fascinating
0: every dot com. you endorse it
4: yeah absolutely
0: Hey, Russ, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you very much. A really, really uh, good job there of uh, clearing it up. I hope it calms people down a little bit. Thanks.
4: Well, I hope so, and thank you so much, John. Y'all take care.
0: You too. That's Russ Ramsland. He's the founder of Allied Security Operations. Um, And this is what every time I've, um, and it's been many times, and just in the last day or two, maybe today, I don't know, I I saw, I think it was Britt Hume. He retweeted a tweet by the Wall Street Journal, the headline of which was, Republicans claim of fraud, but there is no evidence. That was the headline. I don't have it in front of me here. That was the, that was the basic headline, that the Republicans are claiming fraud, but they have no evidence to back it up. And uh, no, the, the, the headline said, where is the evidence? And Britt Hume tweeted Good question, and he retweeted their, their the piece. So Britt Hume's a pretty smart guy and a pretty conservative guy and um, also a skeptical enough journalist that he would be open to the possibility that there was a, uh, a lot of fraud involved here, and he's been around a while. But he's, he's asking, where's the evidence? And that's why I had Russ Ramsland on. Um, he's got the evidence. And the answer to that question is, just wait. And maybe I think it'll I think it's going to be a ton of evidence coming out from uh, from Russ and some of the other people that are doing this stuff. And uh, I think that it's going to be enough that the even the non-Fox media and the skeptics at Fox are not going to be able to ignore it. And um, but it's going to it's going to it's going to be a bomb. It's going to be a big it's going to it's going to be an explosion and uh, it'll come out in one big Pile of evidence that uh, the Republicans, if they're smart, and I think they are, they will, uh, in this instance anyway, they are going to have it well put together, and they will um, they will answer that question. But right now, the question is out there: Where's the evidence? And there is no answer really. Uh, and, and talking about a few dead people voting when you hear that stuff, that's not it. I'm not being able to observe. Enough. Those are all parts of it, and that'll that'll maybe be part of the case that they try to make in the various states. But that's not what uh, evidence is going to make the difference here. The evidence is the stuff that's going to come from Russ Ramsel and people like him and the and the um, the vote counting systems that they used. Okay, I got a couple minutes left here. I, I want to tell you about a, uh, I, I an, an edict an yesterday from the um, from our Aunt Rachel at the uh, Pennsylvania Health Department. Um, and the the edict was that kids have to wear masks now when they pr- take part in sports. Um, actually, not just on the bench, but while they're playing, they're expected to wear a mask. So I got a tweet from somebody today who said they have hockey players wearing masks while they're playing hockey. Now, they're already wearing those cages that they're required to wear, and under that, they have a mask, and they're expected to skate around and play hockey. So I wanted to find out. I wanted to see if I could ask somebody about this. So I, uh, I sent a note to uh, Nate at the uh, the health department press office, and I said, Is there someone available for questions on the decision to force athletes to wear masks while competing? And his response was, At this time, we do not have anyone available, unfortunately. This topic is answered in the masking FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions, and he links to it. But this is what he sends back to me. In short, yes, these individuals will be required to wear a mask. Does the order require individuals to wear masks when participating in indoor physical activity? This is the frequently asked questions section. Yes, a person must wear a face covering when participating in indoor physical activity where another person or persons who are not members of the individual's household are present in the same space. Irrespective of physical distance, face coverings need not be worn if the person meets one of the exceptions in Section Three of the order. Uh, what, and what is not in that uh, Section Three is the, if the person has a brain. Unfortunately, but uh, and that has to do with certain health uh, issues. But if he if he meets one of the re- exceptions in Section Three of the order, he doesn't have to wear a mask. Unfortunately, as I said, it, you know, it'd be nice if they had. Uh, I if if you have a brain, you don't have to wear one. Does the order apply to athletes and sports activities? Yes. Everyone who participates in sport activities, including coaches, athletes, including cheerleaders, and spectators, must wear a face covering such as a mask unless they fall under an exception in section three of the order. Again, if you have a brain. So, uh, a study came out uh, yesterday. I think I told you about it yesterday. The Danish uh, study. And they they did an exhaustive study on masks and determined that they don't do anything. They're worthless. Useless. So, as you're wearing your mask, uh, as you're sitting at your Thanksgiving dinner table next week, just keep that in mind. And also keep it in mind when you think about this person who is in charge of our health uh, and works out of Harrisburg, is saying that kids playing basketball or hockey or any sport have to wear a mask while they're playing. And by the way, the CDC says that is a bad idea. Other than that, it makes perfect sense for Aunt Rachel to tell you to wear a mask when you're dribbling a basketball. I'll be right back.
5: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. New York City's mayor says he's closing schools to try to stop the renewed spread of the coronavirus. It's a painful about-face for one of the first big U.S. school systems to bring students back to classrooms this fall, the Mayor and school's chancellor announced the school buildings will close on Thursday. Another lashing of strong winds expected in northern Nevada has raised concerns about reviving a wildfire that roared through a neighborhood in Reno in similar weather a day earlier. Those flames on Tuesday destroyed at least five houses, damaged 15 others, and forced people to flee from hundreds of homes. Two firefighters were injured but have been treated and released. Stocks fell on Wall Street today. The Dow dropped 345 points, the NASDAQ off 97, and the S&P 500 fell 41. This is SRN News. Right now may be the
3: perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care, and here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. I think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee, so that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. WPGP AM 1250. The Answer. What's the biggest Christmas miracle you can imagine this season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of 2021? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See
2: rules and conditions
3: for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes, and we could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2021. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to theanswerpgh.com/slash contest. Spending more time inside J&D waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier protect your family friends and pets from mold dampness and other unhealthy elements for over 80 years J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the easy breathe system eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40 watt light bulb call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit JDWaterproofing.com You
5: or your business have financial problems. Are you overwhelmed with debt?
1: they're not ester c is a superior form of vitamin c it's the only vitamin c with 24-hour immune support and it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin c so don't just settle for any vitamin c buy ester c and support your immune health today these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. AM
3: 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
1: Some volume delays on the outbound Parkway West. Parkway Center Drive to Greentree. Inbound minor delays between Banksville Road and the Ford Pitt Tunnel. Slow on the inbound side of Parkway East as you approach the Ford Pitt Bridge. Outbound looking slow also around the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. An accident in the Homestead area West Street at West 8th Avenue. Also a crash in the Harrison area, Freeport Road near 908. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
5: I AM 1250,
3: The Answer weather. We'll see mainly clear skies for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 29. Sunny skies on tap for tomorrow. It'll be breezy with a high of 60. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 46. Friday will be breezy and mild with times of clouds and sunshine. We'll see a high Friday of 60. Saturday cloudy skies. Saturday will reach a high of 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
0: Now, if you run into someone who uh, works for Fox News and they tell you that they're not nervous about what's happening with their audience, they're lying to you, their numbers are down, and Twitter is full of people saying that they've quit Fox like a bad habit. So what's happening out there and what's the future look like for Fox News? Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communication at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill. He joins us now. Thanks, as always, for coming on, Jeff.
2: Oh, you're welcome, John. Great to be with you.
0: So uh, Fox has always benefited by having CNN and MSNBC, and I think I don't think people are really aware of this. Uh, their rating dominance is uh, I think has been based at least a, some somewhat on this. Uh, they benefited from having CNN and MSNBC split the liberal audience and they've regularly gotten better ratings than the two of them combined. Do you think they can still count on that?
2: Well, I actually, I think they can ultimately, I think they're in a little downward slump right now. I'm not sure how long that will last. And I think it's also worth pointing out that Fox has not only benefited from CNN and MSNBC splitting the liberal audience, but Fox generally does better with the independent-minded voters as well. Um, And I think that's one thing that has been missing from the dialogue a lot of times. Everybody thinks, oh, Fox just appeals to the right of center people. But they really appeal to a lot of the centrists as well. And part of that is because CNN and MSNBC are f- so far off the rails. But no doubt, Fox has taken a hit uh, over the last week or two. Uh, and uh, it is clear that they're worried about that. Okay. Um, I, I talked to somebody in the Fox hierarchy just a few days ago. Uh, I'm going to keep that source confidential. Uh, but uh-huh. but it is, it is of concern to them, and they have noticed the drift. Uh, And they're a little bit concerned, I think, frankly, that viewers are departing them without necessarily understanding that they're trying to keep their journalistic side of the world independent from their opinion side of the world. And I think that is worth viewers taking into consideration here, is that most of what I think Fox viewers are upset about is directed at the, the journalistic side of Fox, which presumably should be journalistically independent and go where the facts lead uh, because they're prime time hosts. I mean, they're, they're highest rated people, people, they're Sean Hannity's and Laura Ingram's. They have not departed from their kind of traditional right leaning, right of center Trumpism uh, kind of rhetoric. So I think that that's one thing for people to keep in mind, but no doubt Fox made some stumbles during the election season. Uh, and I think it started Uh, frankly, last summer when Chris Wallace, who was, again, on the journalism side of the world, uh, did a very combative interview with President Trump. And then it turns out that he's sitting in the moderator chair for the first debate that came around, and he kind of picked up where he left off when he was doing a one-on-one interview. And I think a lot of people out there who were Trump supporters looked at Chris Wallace as basically trying to be a pseudo-debater and provide cover for Biden during that first debate. And I think in retrospect, that was probably a mistake. Now, by the way, that, that first debate was raucous, as you know. But I mm-hmm. still think ultimately the moderator has got to try to not take sides. And if anything, try to, you know, let the, the debaters, the candidates, hammer things out. And it was pretty clear that Chris Wallace uh, was running cover for Joe Biden. And I think that was one of the first problems that Fox News had in terms of angering the right of center viewers, and then, you know, during the election season, the Fox polling uh, was not done very well. The Fox polling showed yeah. showed Biden with a lot more support than it turns out that he really had. And I'm kind of figuring if the Fox News polling looks like it's being done by people leaning to the left, that's probably not a very good sign, particularly when it turns out that it's inaccurate. And so I think there was a lot of suspicious bru- suspicion brewing amongst the Fox viewers, and, and the Trump White House, for that matter, uh, running up until Election Day. And then when Election Day didn't go as well, I think a lot of the people think, hey, you know, I've maybe got to try something else. And Trump, of course, fueled that, you know, with his tweets and complimenting OAN and complimenting Newsmax and that sort of thing. And it gave a lot of people reason to think, I'm going to go sample those other channels. I'm just not convinced yet that those other channels can compete long-term with Fox.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned the conservative viewers; they're they're upset, but they're they're confusing news coverage with commentary. I think there's a certain amount of irony there somewhere because uh, Fox's critics, most of whom are people who never watch Fox, um, they think that Fox is they call it foul, faux news, you know, F A U X news and everything because right. they think it's so conservative. But most of their critics have always um, confused. They're bill o'reilly and uh, and Sean Hannity with Brett Baer and uh, the people who are doing news and uh, and, and the, you would think that their own fans would have been able would have would be clued into what's going on there, but they apparently aren't
2: yeah it's one thing for the Fox critics to not get it or to try to beat up Fox generally for what yeah. happens during the prime time opinion side yeah. of the, of the programming, but it's a different thing, I think for loyal Fox viewers. To not be able to make that distinction and and to a certain extent, I'm not sure that Fox itself has been clear enough over the years in making that distinction, but it is worth noting that Fox really does I think have some very fine journalists uh, by the way, Brett Baer is an alum of my university dePaul University uh, I, didn't know I, that. I yeah he, Brett Be is a depaul alum uh, by the he was not my student, so I'm not like just okay. sh- shamelessly yeah. promoting him but uh, I think he is a fair-minded journalist. He has been back yeah. to our campus a couple of times. I have spoken with him, and he takes the role of journalism very seriously. And he does want to run an independent news outlet for you know, f- I mean, for his program. I think you could make the same case for Shannon Bream. I think you could make the same case for uh, people like Martha McCallum and Bill Hemmer. And one thing's worth noting here is many of the high-profile Fox reporters and journalists came from other networks. <laughs> You know, Bill mm-hmm. Hemmer was at CNN. Okay, yeah, Chris reason. Wallace worked at a couple of different places. Okay, and so it's and, and uh, John Roberts, their White House correspondent, used to work for CBS. So it's mm-hmm. important to note that the, if these people were all partisan hacks, uh, they would not have been successful working their way up through the journalistic ranks, working in other more traditional or even, dare I say, left-leaning news organizations. So I think these people are journalists, and I think we should give them. The opportunity to be independent minded journalists and to kind of go where the facts go and to not assume that they're going to be in the tank, so to speak, uh, to push any agenda just because they have opinion driven people in the evening. And I think a key distinction here is that a lot of the people who work at CNN uh, too often blend the opinion and the news gathering. I mean, they they, CNN identifies Anderson Cooper as a news anchor. Well, Fox News does not call Tucker Carlson a news anchor. No. Okay? I mean, he's a personality, and I think that's a key distinction. So, I think Fox does have a public relations problem on its hands, and I think they're going to have to work very hard to make clear why the journalism side does what they do. By the way, I'm not saying that the journalism side didn't make some mistakes. I think mm-hmm. on election night when they called Arizona so quickly, that maybe wasn't the smartest thing to do you know it turns out now that it looks like Arizona you know did go for Biden but they did that very quickly and before other left leaning networks and so i think there was kind of a sense here that maybe fox was cheerleading against trump at that time just because they made that call and even though that call might have turned out in retrospect to be okay it it looked like they were in a hurry to make it And that was an early indication of trouble for the Trump crowd that night. And Trump viewers, I'm sure, were disgruntled to see that and that they'd given up on the kind of the drama of election night so quickly.
0: I think they were also concerned that the people in Arizona were still in line. There were long lines uh, when they when they made the call, and that some of those people may have been Trump voters who were waiting in line because uh, more more um, Trump was getting more in person votes than biden was in most places and those obviously people in line are people who are in person so they might have been more likely i don't know if that's true but that was one of the reasons why people were upset i think um and
2: you know it really is a problem i think to have any news organization starting to call any race certainly before polls close but i'm Mm -hmm. not even sure it's a good idea for them to be calling eastern states when people in the west haven't even finished voting either because let's face it if you know, if one party is running the table, so to speak, on the East Coast, it sure disincentivizes voters who, are, who haven't gone to the polls yet in the Western time zones to even go and execute their vote because they're going to say, hey, it's all going to be done anyway because the East Coast just decided the whole national election. And I just don't think that's a good thing for our nation.
0: We're, we're talking to Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communication at DePaul University. He's a, he's written a piece at The Hill. You can find it at thehill.com about Fox News. Uh, and one of the things that's going around now, and I just had a guest on before you, before our break. Um, his, his name is Russ Ramsland, and uh, he's done an unbelievable amount of work for the last two years on election fraud. And... Uh, I just saw. I saw today that Britt Hume and Brett Hare Brett Bear, both tweeted the, the question, uh, "Where's the evidence of the voter fraud?" And just so I don't know if you're aware of this guy, but somebody look check him out. Uh, Russ Ramsland, R A M S L A N D, uh, and he is he's a cyber uh, security guy, and he has un. Unbelievable amounts of evidence of, of voters votes being switched and everything com, on computers anyway mm-hmm. the, the, it kind of disappoints me that Fox has not uh, investigated that more and I, I, and what, what this guy told me by the way is that when this happens you know when you, when you hear these questions, where are the evidence? the answer is wait. Nobody wants to hear that, but that's what it is. The Republicans are are building this now with this guy, and that's what's going to come out later. But Fox doesn't seem to be all that interested in setting themselves apart from the more liberal outlets and uh, looking for the evidence. Do you know what I mean? They they're, they don't seem to be as eager as they should be.
2: Yeah, and and you know, Fox over the years has has to its credit, I think, been able to go to go look at stories and put things on the news agenda that the mainstream, quote-unquote, news media won't even touch, including you know the Hunter Biden stuff and things like that. Uh, and so, I mean, I think that's been to their credit, that they have been willing to look at stories and put them on the mm-hmm. agenda that other news organizations won't touch. Now, frankly, uh, I think as long as there is still circulating in society, and there is still circulating among the citizenry, concern about whether the election was on the up and up, I think yeah. all news organizations should get out there and say, let's put some investigative power yep. into trying to finding out whether it's true or not. And if, and if there's nothing to it, we should be able to find that out and get that into the news industry so that people can understand. And that's not to say we're in conspiracy theory territory, or it's not to say that, you know, Biden doesn't have a lead, which apparently he does at the moment and that sort of thing. But I think it's to kind of like, well, what are the facts? And if, You know what, 40-some percent of the American public still are concerned that the votes are not being counted correctly. I would think we owe it to them to get out there and do the research, the journalistic legwork, to either prove or disprove that. And, by the way, if the Republicans do have that evidence, they'd better get it out sooner than later. But I think it would behoove not only Fox. But you know, where's the Washington Post? Where's the New York Times? Mm-hmm. The New York Times wrote a headline the other day that said, "There's no election fraud." Period. And I'm thinking, well, that, no. that's a pretty—that's a pretty cut and dried answer, because you know, a I a disagree with that. Yeah, I'm not saying how much because I don't know personally. Right, but we right. know there's a, there's fraud every year in every election. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's enough to turn the election, who knows? Whether it was done through software, who knows? Whether it was done through dead people voting, who knows? But, but we know that the New York Times headline that there is no voter fraud is just uh, you know, complete nonsense. And so I think no. we, uh, we owe it, the journalistic community owes it to the public to get out there and do the same kind of hustle and investigation about what's going on with the vote count this year that they did after the 2016 election, where for two and a half years they ran a, went around trying to find out how much the Russians had interfered with and colluded to get Trump elected.
0: You could say the same thing about the Hunter Biden story. Fox was all over it for a while, and they've just dropped it completely for some reason. Uh, And the other uh, networks, CNN, MSNBC, and ABC, CBS, they all, they ignored it. And uh, it it, it would seem to me, and we may have talked about this already, but it seems to me that uh, if you think it's a really bad story and a setup and and a fraudulent story, that's a story. And you should be. You should be doing a story on that story, that somebody's out there trying to tell lies about Joe Biden. They weren't interested in that either. They, they yeah, had no interest in it.
2: You're quite right about that, John. And, you know, the Media Research Center uh, is a right-leaning, you know, think tank. Right. Uh, but the, but they reported last week that 36 percent of all the people who voted for Joe Biden had never even heard of the Hunter Biden story. I mean, yep. they'd never even heard it at all. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. that that's kind of... Journalistic malfeasance, and I mean, I know not everybody follows the news as carefully as you and I do, but you'd still think your average voter, whether you're going to vote for Biden or Trump, going to the polls, would at least have been aware that that was a controversy that was out there and floated around for a number of days. And the fact that so many people went to the polls and had never even heard of it is a little bit dis- disappointing to me.
0: If it had been uh, Donald Trump Jr., that I have a feeling they'd be a little bit more interested. I got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, Joe Biden held what was uh, described as a press conference a couple of days ago. Reporters got to ask questions. They were chosen in advance. I guess they were waiting in line to ask questions, and he got nothing but softball questions. Uh, is that kind of what we should be expecting for as long as Joe is coherent enough to stay in office, or or do you think they'll be forced to come around to start and ask him some tough questions?
2: Uh, you know, there's no evidence yet that there's going to be any effort by the, the traditional media to hold – the Biden administration's feet to the fire. I mean, they, they provided cover for him for a year during the primaries. Uh, you know, in the time since the election, they have not made any effort to really criticize or even to scrutinize. Uh, and I think, by the way, I think that's where Fox News Channel can reassert itself, if they can become kind of the voice of scrutiny for the Biden administration. But it really is kind of shameless to think, though, that the news media are showing up to these Biden quote unquote press conferences where he reads off a teleprompter and then takes five planted questions uh, from people who were approved by the Biden press corps. Uh, And I just think ultimately we're going to need a little bit more scrutiny. We're going to need a little bit more press independence and people are going to have to find ways to break through this barrier. But I must say you got to hand it to the Biden people they put a real cloud of, you know, around Biden, they protected him. Well, they've got walls up there and they got him elected with a strategy of keeping him out of the press. And, you know, even the couple of town halls he did on CNN and ABC were pretty much softballs. Uh, And I, and I, you know, I'm just not sure that's good. I mean, we need a healthy assertive press. I don't know that we need a combative press, but we certainly need a watchdog press. And what we've been seeing so far is the lapdog press and these reporters who are being willing to be counted on, or to be called on because they were pre-selected should almost be ashamed of themselves. It's kind of like just hey, you know say they should be ashamed. If, yeah. if, if, if yeah. I'm approved by the Biden, you know, uh, press operation to be able to ask a question, I might not ask one and say. Right. Or, or, you know they they should take questions from any of the buddies who's there. And I must yeah. say the press has hated Trump for years. But you got to hand it to Trump. He's taken all comers yep. when it comes to press questioning.
0: i got to go, uh, Jeff. Always good to have you on. Uh, they the, they would have been proud to have that press conference in the Kremlin about 50 years ago. I, I appreciate <laughs> it, Jeff. Take care. Thanks a lot. That's Jeff McCall, professor of communication at DePauw University. Check him out at thehill.com. I'll be right back. I'm home. Mmm, what smells so good?
1: I've been cooking your favorite meal. Ah! No tasting until you wash your hands. And don't forget to clean that third hand. Third hand? Your cell phone? It's connected to you all day. Washing your hands and keeping the devices clean that touch your face is essential for all of us to stay healthy. Mom, my phone didn't touch anything. But the germs and bacteria that your hands touched got transferred to your phone. Oh yeah!
0: I can sanitize and charge it in
3: our phone soap. Phone soap is the original patented and clinically proven UVC phone sanitizer with millions of satisfied customers. It kills 99.99% of germs like E. coli, salmonella and the cold and flu virus. Don't accept cheap knockoffs. It's the only consumer UV sanitizer with a 360 degree disinfection chamber. Using quartz glass to suspend and ensure that all sides of your phone are disinfected. For a limited time, go to phonesoap.com and use code NEWS and save 10% off and free shipping. Go to phonesoap.com and use code NEWS. That's phonesoap.com today.
0: We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows of Rust, Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows of Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows or Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. This Visit WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsOrUsPittsburgh.com.
3: In the know, I'm Andy Solomon. Surprise medical bills may result from emergency situations where the patient is unable to choose their medical transport company, hospital, or doctors. Here's Dr. Mitch Elkind, American Heart Association president, with more. The average surprise medical bill is over $600 and may amount to thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. The American Heart Association is urging lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to address this issue now. We're leading a national campaign encouraging patients to share their stories about receiving surprise bills with the hashtag #IWasBilled. Patients should never have to worry about surprise medical bills instead of focusing on their care. For months, Congress has had comprehensive bipartisan legislation in hand that would shield patients and consumers from surprise medical bills. However, lawmakers have yet to move this critical legislation forward. Congress should act now to end surprise medical bills. For more on how you can urge Congress to act, visit heart.org slash surprise bills. This is the John Steigerwald show on AM 1250.
0: The answer. Well, you haven't heard from uh, Colin Kaepernick much lately, have you? He's back in the news. This is what this guy is. He he is actually, it's hard to do, but he's capable of getting dumber by the day. Now he's uh, going on a rant and he wants, uh, uh, Mumia Abu-Jamal to be released from prison. He's the guy in Philadelphia who killed the cop about in 1981. He's been in prison ever since. Uh, nobody outside of, uh, well, some, some people, including idiots like Kaepernick, believe that he's not guilty, but he's guilty as you can be. Uh, he has a Bring Mumia Home campaign going, uh, Colin does. He's feeling sorry for Abdul-Jamal because he's uh, missed out on time with his family. Uh, You know who else has missed out on time with his family? David Faulkner, because he's been dead since 1981 because Mumia shot him in the head while he was lying on the ground. And witnesses saw it and testified to it, and that's why Mumia is in prison. And Colin Kaepernick, the hero now of the NFL and too many other people, is out there saying this guy should get out of jail. He also wants to ban prison. So that's your Colin Kaepernick, hero of the left. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Stagerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.